Welcome to Investors Insights. Our topic today is trying to reason with hurricane season. So often here at Five Plan Partners, we like to quote uh, Warren Buffett, uh, who has made major contributions to uh, the markets with his wisdom. But today we're using Jimmy Buffett's wisdom as our title uh, to talk about hurricanes. That's been a question we're getting asked this past week as hurricanes are approaching the Gulf. What's the impact on the markets and, and the economy? Uh, in addition to that, we had a heated discussion this morning uh, with my colleagues who I thoroughly enjoy working with, Bobby Norman, Trey Booth, Adam Van Zant, and Ashley Page. And we're going to bring you into that discussion. So Bobby, on that note, tell us about uh, some of the information you had on hurricanes. I thought in our discussion, you gave some great insight, especially regarding energy. Yeah, Greg, common question we get this time of year is what impact do hurricanes have on the market? And so obviously looking at the 15 most devastating U.S. hurricanes, really not a lot of impact on the markets. We know that one month after a major hurricane, the S&P 500 averages up almost half a percent. Three months after a major hurricane, that market is up on average 2.6%. And then six months after a major hurricane, the market has been up uh, on, up on average 5.5%. So really not a, a lot of impact on the markets, but the impact is really felt on the energy sector. That We know that from the Texas coast to the Mississippi coast, uh, that accounts for about 45% of total U.S. refining. And so already we're seeing a 58% uh, production cut already because of the storms in the Gulf this week. So it, it does matter because higher energy prices means lower money uh, in, in consumers' pockets to spend. So it does impact the energy sector. So in, in other words, uh, go fill up that uh, gasoline tank uh, sometime this week. Is exactly. that what you're saying, Bobby? Yeah, that, that, that's a good idea. <laughs> Well, and, but at the same time, we're also watching the markets in regards to earnings, uh, other things that are occurring in this economy and in the markets. And Trey, you brought up some great points in regards to earnings. You want to talk about that? Yeah, you know, uh, so as of now, pretty much the S&P 500 earnings season has come to a close. We had some major uh, earnings reports last week that kind of capped off what was a, uh, a definitely a dark second quarter of 2020 earnings season. We saw uh, second quarter earnings drop 30, uh, 34.6%, which actually was better than expectations of a 46% drop in earnings. So, you know, you see that large drop and you expect the market to, to take that on the chin, but it was actually positive news because it wasn't as bad as expected. And now that earnings season is in the background, we may be getting into hurricane season and the political season. Looking forward, the market is definitely going to be focused on future earnings. A lot of uh, market participants view 2020 as kind of a lost year. And so the next 12 months is what's important, what companies are reporting, what analysts expect. And going forward, the next 12 months, we expect a 27.3% gain in earnings, which would be very positive to see. And, if, and actually, we'd like to see that come up even higher. Uh, based on the next 12 months earnings expectation, the market is currently trading at 23.6% multiple. And what that is, is that as you look at the price of the S&P 500, what it's trading at, divided by the total earnings, and it's currently trading at 23.6 times the total future earnings of the market. And why is that number important? Well, that's about 42% above the 20-year average. So it's trading a little expensive right now, which you expect. It, the, the market typically gets expensive out of recessions because participants look forward, not backwards. 
And so that, that's why as we come out of last, last uh, quarter's earnings season, we really need to start focusing on, and I believe the market and participants are going to be focusing on, what does future look like? What does 2021 look like? Can we get those earnings up to where that multiple really comes down? You know, you, there's two parts of the price to earnings ratio. There's the price the market is trading at, and then the earnings. If earnings go up, that price can go up as well, and the market can still get more, less expensive. So it's something very important we're watching going forward because the future uh, definitely is important. And, and to, to Bobby's point, as we head into hurricane season, there's definitely winners and losers. You know, the, the, the consumption that has to go into gas because gas prices go up may come from another retail source. And so it's how we balance that. The total market, though, seems to be poised for growth. And so from the standpoint, this third quarter is a pivotal quarter. Would you agree with me on that as we I, look forward? I would definitely agree with that and, and, and because not only what the companies report in the third quarter, but what corporate management projects to expect next year and the fourth and then, and then in 2021, it's as they get more clarity, companies will be able to project out and then the market can take those projections and reprice risk. Right. I totally, I totally agree with you. And I thought that was great insight on your part. And Adam, you, you interjected during this discussion about the technical analysis uh, that we were seeing here so that our viewers can understand what we're watching on the indices, uh, you know, in regards to this market. Talk, talk a little bit about the S&P 500. Yeah, Greg, and also to Trey's point, you're, you know, he's talking about estimates. Not always do we see economic conditions match up with market conditions. Very true. So this is why we look and dig down into the numbers from a technical analysis side. Uh, recently, we talked about resistance levels. We've seen the first first resistance level of 3,300 hold since August 6th. Now, on Friday, we finally saw the second level break of 3,390. Um, of course, we want to see if this trend's going to continue. But at the same time, we want to look at these support levels at the bottom. And the reason we want to do this is because I have a question for you. Have markets ever gone through recession after an SP highs? So the answer to that is yes. We've had that happen four times in history. In 1962, 1980, 1982, and 1991. Yes. So that's also why we're still keeping an eye on the support levels um, and the resistance levels at the same time to see where the trend lies. Yeah, and from a historical standpoint, it's great to review those years uh, especially under the conditions we're in, because if you look, you take the 80 and 82 from a historical standpoint, what was going on in this country at this time. Uh, you take that 1991, for example, another good example, 1962, another year to study. Uh, you know, I'm a, a history nut, but from the market standpoint, what happened to the markets after that? So you're absolutely right on that. And actually, you confirmed with this data about consumers and manufacturing. Talk a little bit about that as well so that our, our viewers understand the strength that we're seeing there. Absolutely, Greg. These uh, dynamics you're talking about are gradually grinding the market higher with these support resistance levels. So you're absolutely correct about that. Last week, there were two data points we thought were particularly interesting. We look at the Consumer Purchasing Manager Index and the Manufacturing Manager Index, and then we look at a combination of the two, a blended. Well, the blended uh, Manufacturing Index and Consumer last week had the best combined month it's had for 18 months. Well, that goes way back past COVID-19, Greg. Yeah. You know, you've got to go back to a pretty solid economy. So that was a great data point. The second data point that's very interesting is that even if there wasn't a layoff, you know, there were a lot of executives and professional people 
in the beginning of COVID-19 took pay cuts, 10, 20%. Physicians were like that. Partners in law firms were like that. Partners in engineering firms, you get the point. A lot of that income now, as we're getting a little more stable, is being replaced. It's coming back. They're turning it back on. So we think when you get into the fall, you know, those people are highly paid and they spend. So those two dynamics, when we hit September, October, to your point, Greg, in sort of the latter part of this third quarter, we're going to see that starting to pick up on the consumer numbers and thus to the technicals that Adam uh, was discussing. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I think the combination of all this information should be invaluable to our viewers. And with that, I just want to say we're doing everything we can to make it effortless for each and every one of you to get information, whether through our vlog, our social media. We want to keep you informed because information, and specifically information that relates to your portfolio, will help you as we get through these next few months in navigating 2020. So we're going to keep you informed. We're going to continue to have the phone calls, the in-person meetings, the Zoom meetings, uh, and all this on social media and the vlogs. And hopefully you will have a wealth of information that you can share with your family and friends to know that we are seeing improvements as we move forward. Have a great week and we'll keep you updated. Thanks.